All right, welcome to Game Changer. I'm David Villa. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'm excited to jump right in to a discussion on faith-filled or faithful, right? Faith-filled or faithful, right? There's a difference between the two, between faith-filled, are you filled, right, with faith or faithful? And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Welcome to Game Changer Podcast. And uh, let's go ahead and just give some welcomes out of the way here. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for subscribing to this podcast on Spotify. Our uh, subscription list is growing. Also with Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. Thank you so much. If you're not subscribed to that um, and you want to just be able to check this out, maybe come back and not have to watch it on one of our live streams, which we love that you do, uh, make sure you subscribe to Spotify uh, iTunes or Apple podcast and uh, Google podcast. Thank you for listening on those. If you're watching this live on one of our four live platforms, soon to be LinkedIn live, but right now we're on YouTube live, um, simultaneously Twitter live, Facebook live and Instagram live. And, uh, so right now you're watching this together. So share it, make sure you, somebody that you follow or follows, you can see this. And let's talk about the, uh, subject of faith filled or faithful, right? There's a difference between the two. And I'm going to give you a few examples of why one differs from the other. I mean, really, why are we picking this apart, right? Why are we, why am I going, hey, why, why faith-filled, right? Or faithful? Come on, Dave. I mean, what you're splitting hairs here, right? So it's, it, I think that anytime we take on these subjects, understand that it's not, we're not trying to, uh, you know, to, to cause a disagreement or to, you know, put it out there so that, you know, we can try to, you know, uh, you know, confuse you. It's so, I, I, I relate to these things. Like I relate to, I relate these podcasts and these subjects on how I view a topic. And I think sometimes my, my view might, might be the, be not be the best, but then I think a lot of times it can help you. And so hopefully this helps you right and not confuse you. So I'm like, I'm a definition guy. I want to know what it means because look, I, I, it helps me process things. So, right. What's the difference in faith filled or faithful? And let's, let's look at a couple of examples here, right? So the first example, by the way, if you do this and if you look at, if you, if you, if you're able to analyze what something really means, like I did something a few months ago where I talked about being successful versus prosperous and using that as an example, you know, successful or, or successful versus prosperous and successful is, you know, the ability to take care of yourself, your bills and, you know, and, you know, go on vacation and, and, and eat and, you know, and not struggle. And that's a good thing. Right. And, and, but, but being prosperous is the ability to help someone else become successful. So prosperous is like when it overflows. So to me, that makes a lot of sense. It helps me, um, it helps me realize my purpose and walk in my purpose of being someone who's prosperous, right? Because I want to help other people. I can't really help other people at a large level if I'm just walking in success or successful. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, uh, I've got to go beyond that and become prosperous so that I can help other people. So I'm not just concerned or focused on my four or no more. Does that make sense? All right. So let's look at this from a standpoint of faith-filled or faithful, right? So the first example I'm going to put out is certain seasons can produce fear, right? Certain seasons can produce fear. Now, there's certainly seasons in life where you and I will face circumstances that produce fear, right? These battles make it hard to switch on faith. So let's look at that for a second. So faithful versus faith-filled. When we look at faith-filled, 
we're looking at it. I, I, I think that something that's filled can be emptied out, right? It can be emptied out. And so if you're faith filled, you can also be faith empty. By the way, let's look at fear and faith for a second. Sometimes people think that faith and fear are, are the opposite or fear is the opposite of faith. And I know I get it. I've said that. Matter of fact, matter of fact, there's a, there's a, there's a devotion in you version that faith over fear, but it doesn't mean that faith and fear are, or fa- fear is the opposite of faith. It means that fear is the, is a, is faith. It's faith in what scares you. It's faith. It's having faith in, 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 in the, your worst nightmare coming true, right? So fear is, is being empty of faith. It's, it is the opposite, but it's not, it's not like they are completely different. They are on the other ends and separate ends of the spectrum of faith. Faith in God's word, right? And believing that even though you can't see it, because Hebrews says what faith is the subject to things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is is having your belief, your root, your anchor in God's word in something you can't see a lot of times. So it's not that you're looking at something because if you see something, it's not really faith. If you're looking at something, you know, if you're looking at a million dollars, then it, it takes no faith for you to, to, to meet to meet your financial needs. There's a million dollars in front of me. I don't need faith for that. It's right there. Okay? I just need to grab it. So the deal is faith is having having your anchor and your hope in something, right? Subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. I'm calling those things that are not as though they were. I'm having faith in what God said, right? And then fear is having faith in what God didn't say. Come on, that's that a preach right there. Faith is having I'm having I'm, I'm believing and anchoring in and having faith in what God said. I'm faithful, right? Not faith filled because filled shows that I can get empty. And when I get empty, I don't have to have faith. Listen, if you're faithful, even when you feel empty, and, I, and I'm going to stay on that word because look, last week we talked about feel. Feel is a major deal, right? But feel is also not real. It's not based. It, feel is not based necessarily on reality because if you stay in feeling, then you're up and down every single day. But if you're faithful, then you're locked into what God says, regardless of where you are. And look, there's going to be valleys and there's going to be peaks. The Bible says it rains on the just and it rains on the unjust, right? There's seasons of plenty and there's seasons of, of, of not plenty. There's, there's time frames, everything, right? There's a season, Ecclesiastic says, for everything. A time for this, a time for that, a time for this. So if, there's, if those things are real, then you and I can't be, depend on being faith-filled. We have to be faithful. Faithful is God's word will not return void. It will accomplish everything that it's set forth to accomplish. I'm being, I'm faithful. I'm not faith-filled. I'm not, I'm not depending on how filled. Look, this coffee right here, I got this a little while ago. It's, 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 it's more than half empty. So it's not full. So the deal is I got a full cup of coffee. Now it's not full, right? So here's, I don't want to depend on what's left in this cup. That makes sense. So certain seasons produce fear. Let's look back at you know fear and faith again. Certain seasons produce fear. So there's there's seasons where where our circumstances produce fear. But I'm gonna put this out there for you, right? These battles make it hard to switch on faith. So don't switch on faith. Leave the light on. Leave faith on. Let faith be the one landmark, the word of God, the one landmark, right? That you that you and I can trust on. So that brings me to the next point here, switching on faith, right? The apostle Paul taught us to be faith 
fulfilled, right? That we need to simply be faithful with what we've been given, knowing that we have a God who is faithful to his word. To be faith-filled, right? And to remain filled. To, it's, it's like this. It's like this coffee, it, this coffee is, is, is not full, literally. But if it were under the spout of the espresso machine, right? If it were under the spout constantly, then it would overflow. It would remain faith-filled. So stay close to the spout. So to be faith-filled, we need to be faithful in what we've been given, knowing that we have a God. That's the source right there. That's the key, right? We got to switch on faith and leave the light on because we got to know that we have a God who is faithful to his word, his word. Listen, it says that the word says that heaven will pass away. Earth will pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain. My word will not return void. What I said, what I spoke, if you go back to the beginning, and I don't want to get all deep here today. I want to <clears throat> keep this along, along the lines of what we do. But if you want to get, if you want to look back even at the beginning in Genesis, right? The Bible says that, that, that in the beginning, right, the earth was void. It was without form. It was just there, right? And then God said he moved on the face of the deep. And here's the thing. He hasn't stopped moving yet, right? He began to speak things into existence. He began to speak life and begin to speak creation. So, so switch on faith and leave it on because the faith, listen, your faith is not predicated on what you see. We walk by faith, not by sight. You know, I'm reminded of a story in the Bible where we talk about um, Peter, Simon Peter, and uh, there was one of my favorite stories in the Bible. <clears throat> Simon Peter and all the disciples were Jesus. And when I went to Israel a couple years ago, you know, I was able to see this, the place where this took place. And it really even brought it to light. It was always one of my favorite passages because Jesus looked at his disciples. And I believe this, you know, if you, if you don't, if you know him, right, this is, he, he cares about the opinions, not the opinions about him, but he cares about what you believe. And I believe he cares about the opinions of those who know him. He cares about what we feel and what we think and who we think he is because he looked at his disciples and he said this, he said, who do people say I am? Who do men say that I am? Meaning, who does the world say that I am? That'd be like me asking you, hey, who does America say that Jesus is? Who does the world say? What does the media say about Jesus, right? Well, he was, a, he was you know, he, they'll say, well, he was a great man or, or he was a great prophet or, oh, wow, he, you know, he's the figurehead of the Christian faith. They'll, they'll say things like that, right? But he, and he, then he quickly discounted that to his disciples. He said, who do men say that I am? And they begin to say, oh, some say that you're John the Baptist. They begin to, uh, some say you're Elijah. Well, you're a prophet. And then he quickly discounted that. He started the conversation out that way, but then he, then he said something to them. He said, who do you say that I am? The reason he asked that question is because these men, right, at that time it was men, and these, these people, they, 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 they stayed with Jesus. They walked with Jesus. They ate with Jesus. They, 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 were, they were involved in his life. And he said, you who spend every moment with me, who do you say that I am? And then everyone began to look around. You know, maybe some were thinking it, but none of them said anything except for Simon Peter. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So, so Peter, who had a, 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 a habit of sticking his foot in his mouth, right, and said something really profound here. He, he announced who Jesus was, and Jesus looked at him, and he said something very important, and, I wanna, and it has to do with faith, because he said this. He said, he said, Peter said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
And then Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And he said, now I give you the keys of the kingdom. And he said, and he said, uh, uh, and he said uh, what, upon this rock, what rock? The, the foundation or the revelation of what you just said, that I'm Christ. Upon that rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Here's the deal. Later on, Peter, who denied Jesus, right? And, and, and Jesus was say, said, you're going to deny me. Peter said, no, I won't. And Jesus said, yes, you will. Satan desires to have you, to sift you as wheat. But when you're converted, strengthen the brethren, right? And I pray that your faith fail not. Jesus was praying that his faith, what faith? The, the fact that a while back, Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. So that's what it really comes down to. Switch on your faith, right? Because once upon a time when he saved you or revealed himself to you or made himself real to you, at that moment, you received a faith that can't fail. He said, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. That your faith fail not. What faith? Not just your faith believing for this need. Not just your faith believing for your family. Not just that, but your faith, the very foundation of who you are and whose you are. I pray that that faith will not fail. Why? Because it can't fail. Only we can fail it, but he can't fail us, right? So switch on your faith. Leave the light on. And that doesn't mean, listen, when you go out, into the world and you go to your job or you go to places and all these things are thrown at you and you begin to feel discouragement or you begin to feel the uncertainty of what's going on in the world. You can go back into the place of your faith where the light is always on. And here's the deal. Even if you are empty, even if you're not full, according to the, the, the feeling, right, you can be faithful full to a God who's faithful. Come on now, gotta preach. So switch on faith and leave the light on. Let's look at the next point here as we move along. Right? Faithfulness is a constant theme in scripture. I'm gonna just give you some really good news. I mean, let's just, let's just put this out there. Every person in the Bible, with the exception of Jesus Christ, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, with the exception of, of, the, of the deity, of, and Jesus even, became man. He was all man and he was all God. So every person in the Bible experienced, even Jesus, experienced the feelings that you and I experience, the disappointments that we experience, the, 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 the negativity that we experience, the resistance that we experience. So faithfulness is a constant theme in the scripture. Jesus did it without sinning because that's the only way that, that God could atone man, right? So he was Jesus. It, but here's the deal. The Bible says that greater things will you do. It gives us hope that we're not only an heir of God, but we're a joint heir with Christ. We are part of this thing, right? But if you look at every person in the Bible from Adam and Eve on up, right? God was faithful to Adam and Eve by not giving up on them, even though he could have, right? He was faithful to Noah, even though the whole nation turned against him. Imagine Imagine you're out there and God says it's going to rain and it never rained before. What's rain? Oh, by the way, it's going to rain and I want you to build this giant, you know, cruise ship out of wood. And when people, you know, it, 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 even though nobody knew what he was doing and everyone thought he was crazy, this man's out there doing this. God didn't give up on Noah, even though the whole nation turned against him, right? God didn't give up on, on Sarah who, who laughed right? In contempt at the promise of God. He kept his word. He didn't give up on anybody all through the Bible. David, you know, not only killed Goliath, but he also was the one that over, looked over and, 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 uh, and 
called Bathsheba to his house, another man's wife, and, and had the man killed. And I mean, he didn't give up on anybody, right? Because he's a faithful God. The good news is that every man and woman in the Bible, right, bleeds red blood. They breathe in oxygen like you and I do. And they are people who have failed over and over and over again. The difference is that Jesus Christ became, God became man, and, and, and Jesus Christ did it didn't sin, didn't fall, and redeemed everyone. So now, through what he did, the faithfulness of what Jesus did, you and I can now make it, even though, even though we fall. Come on, man. Faithfulness is a consistent and constant theme throughout the Bible, right? So let's look at this for a second. I want to I point out something else. Fear. Let's talk about fear for a second. Remember, fear, fear is, the, is on the opposite end of the spectrum of faith. So fear. It's on the faith spectrum. It's just faith in your worst nightmare coming true, right? And, and, and faith, what we call faith, right, when our faith is full, when we're full right here, or when we link in with a faithful God, it's, it's believing even though we don't see in what God's word said, right? But fear immobilizes believers. I'm, I'm going to say that again. Listen, if you want to know the, the enemy's biggest tool and, and trick, right, that he has in his arsenal, it's fear. Fear immobilizes, it, it paralyzes believers. Faith, like comparison, will feed our fear and starve, our, I'm sorry, failure, and, like comparison, will feed our fear and starve our faith. It will, if you want to look at that spectrum, when you're full, right? And again, you're going by feeling, but I'm talking about when you're believing God at his word, whether you feel it or not. When, when you're trusting in a faithful God and you're over here, right? See, failure will begin to feed our fear, and starve our faith. So failure perpetuates even more failure, producing negative momentum, right? Momentum. People think of momentum, they think of momentum is always positive. Like, oh, they got they have momentum. Well, you know, you could get in that's what that's what's called a slump, a rut, right? That's momentum. That's just momentum in the negative in the in the opposite direction. So failure perpetuates even more failure, producing negative momentum that if it's left unintended, that's the key, if it's left unintended or unaddressed, will produce a timid life. i got to say that again. You just got to get this. You, you need to write that down. Failure perpetuates even more failure. You know what? Success perpetuates success. Failure perpetuates failure. Faith perpetuates faith. Fear perpetuates fear, right? And it begins to just snowball, produces a negative momentum, which is the opposite of positive momentum. The same thing that positive momentum does for you because you like momentum, right? Because it it helps you. The negative momentum is like quicksand. It, it sucks you in. So produces a negative momentum that if you leave it unattended, if you don't recognize it right now and diagnose it right now and leave it unaddressed, it will produce a timid life. I'm on, that's just a fact right there. Come on. Let's look at the next point really quick as we begin to wrap this up here in a couple of minutes. Faithful in the small things. Come on now. There's a reason that God says that. I want you to get this, right? You need a win. You need a win. We, we have to begin. The way you get out of a, a negative momentum and a spiral of fear in a timid life is you begin to take one step. Listen, you didn't just, you didn't just, you, 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 you dug that hole, <laughs> It's not like you just fell into that hole. You weren't just walking along one day and completely fell from the top to the bottom. If you look back over and analyze it, you begin to dig that hole. That hole was subtly put there and placed there. You were lulled, right, into that place. So here's the deal. You can't expect to just jump out of it. you got to climb out of it, and you need to win, right? So faithful in the small things. The reason the Bible says that if you're faithful over the small, I'll make you ruler over many, is because there's a lot of small things that we've got to conquer and a lot of small things that we got to eat. There's a, there's a saying in the 
in the secular or business world, right? Eat an elephant one bite at a time. Because if you try to eat the whole elephant, I mean, you're going to choke. But the, the, here's the deal. you got to be faithful in the small things. By reading God's word daily, honoring others, much like a seed, right? A seed of faithfulness. You begin to plant seeds of faithfulness. What happens with the seed? You want an oak tree, which is the faithful tree, right? But you got an acorn, which is the seed. So you sow a seed of faith. You open up your mouth and instead of speaking negative, you begin to speak life. You begin to not speak what you want or what you say. You begin to speak what God says. You begin to quote his word. You get, begin to remind him of his promises. You begin to remind him in, in, of, of what he said. And then you sow seeds of faithfulness. You begin to seeds, sow seeds of faithfulness. And those, listen, the seeds will produce a harvest. The Bible says my word will not return void, meaning you sow it, it'll grow. It'll produce what? It'll cause, it'll, it'll not return void, but it will accomplish what I set out for it to accomplish. It produces a harvest of faith in our lives. So you got a small little crop, small little section, a harvest of faith. Why? You, you want the big harvest. You want the big crop. You want, to have, you, want, you want to have the world's largest faith field, right? Here's the deal. You got to start with the small one because you and I, you and I have operated in fear. So now we've got to sow seeds of faith. And we have a harvest of faith in our life by having a sound mind. That's what the Bible says. I'm not giving you the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. So by having a sound mind, you and I can be more strategic than surprised by what happens in life. I want to say, I got, you got to get that. If we have a sound mind, if we don't, he's not giving us the spirit of fear. So if we don't receive it, if we eject it, if we, if we evict fear, right? And we begin to sow seeds of faith and move from this side of the pendulum, fear, to this side of the pendulum, faith, right? We begin to move over suddenly. Then we're going to have a sound mind. Then we're going to be more strategic in life than surprised. We're going to be more strategic with what happens. We're going to be more aware and more, it's going to be more predicted. It's going to be more founded on the word of God. We're going to, we're going to see more wins than losses. Does that make sense? Come on. That'll preach right there. That'll preach. That'll preach. (laughs) All right. So I want to know, was this helpful? If this was helpful, then I want you to comment. Come on, right now, if you're watching this, and a lot of people watch this after, um, you know, by the way, we post this. Uh, it's called Game Changer Live. We post this in our Game Changer group as well uh, at the top. And uh, I want to invite you to join that group. I mean, it's just an amazing group of people that just love one another, right? And so join the group. It's in the comments, uh, David Villa's Game Changer group. If you're listening to this on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast or I uh, um, or Google Podcast. It's on Facebook. It's David Villa's Game Changer Group, and uh, we'd love to have you. If you're watching this on Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, Facebook group, David Villa's Game Changer Group. We'd love to have you. Close to six thousand people. That's just inspiring. I mean, it's just inspiring. So if this was helpful, share it. If this was helpful, tell somebody about it. Right? Send the podcast to them. Why? Because we want to touch people's lives. This is a. This is. Hopefully, no matter what you do, you could be home, you can be a housewife, a house husband, you could be a child in school, whatever it is, you could be in work. But I mean, this is this is something we want to help you with, with regards to what you do for your career or your life. And uh, it's more marketplace driven. And uh, so look, don't look at this as, you know, I, I got to I got to just always get filled up. I get it. I get it. But don't become so empty. And I'm not being harsh there. I'm being, listen, hear me out. Don't become so empty. Don't allow yourself to get that low. Before, if you if you get on a, a daily and a regular regiment, right, of God's word, a prayer, of, of putting putting things into your, into your spirit that's going to edify, right, your life, that's going to build you up. Um, if you're on version, you know, we have uh, just found out two days ago, 600 
131,000 subscribers to our YouVersion devotionals. We have about 20. We just released the brand new one, God Said. And we're working on the one uh, that we did the podcast on last week, Stuck. But if you are on YouVersion or download the YouVersion Bible app, and uh, you can just uh, search David Villa and you can get any of my uh, devotions there, or you can go to davidvilla.me and they're there as well. That'll lead you to it. If you're, uh, And I want to encourage you, get into the Word of God. That'll make it very easy for you to get into His Word right on your phone. And, uh, you know, um, I, I, want, I appreciate you. I want to pray for you. And I want to just pray that you'll be faithful in, in, instead of faith-filled. And I want you to get that. And if you're coming on late, what does that mean? What's the difference? Go back and listen to it, right? Faithful versus faith-filled. Father, I just thank you, God, for those that are watching and listening. I thank you, God, that, that you put them in front of this broadcast. I don't care if this is the first time or only time. Lord, I just thank you for those that are listening that are supposed to be or those that are watching that are supposed to be. God, I just thank you in advance for what you're going to do in their life. Father, I just pray faithful. God, I pray that they would get plugged into your word and realize, God, that you are for them, not against them. As Romans 8, 38 says, that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are the called, the called according to his purpose. God, we plug into your purpose and we know that everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be put together. Everything. You've covered us. You are the God of Psalms 23. You are, a, you are the good shepherd. You are that God. You are that God. And we just thank you in advance, God, that you are faithful, 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 and that we can take that pressure off of us to have to be faith-filled if we just plug into a God who's faithful. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you for watching. I'll see you guys next week.